We're going to see a number of cases here where the food for the Tchum became inaccessible. And we'll see exactly when it happened, when it took place. But generally speaking, one has to be able to access the food during Ben Hashemoshos. That's that time period between sundown and nightfall. Because during that time, we're not sure exactly what that time is. Is it considered weekday or Shabbos? But we're stringent, and one has to be able to access it during that time period. So there's Galgil Chutz Chum. Let's say he set up the food, but what happened was the food he set up right at the end of the Tchum. He set it up before 2,000 Amos away from his original residence, but then it rolled outside the Tchum. So you can't access it. The Nuffal of Gal, let's say a pile of, uh, a, mound, a pile of rubble fell on it, and now you can't get it out. Right, it'll be a prohibition on Shabbos to take tools and dig something out. Oh, Nisraf, who got burnt, and it can't be accessed now. Oh, Chuma Vinitme, so who was Chuma, and it became Tame. And even a Kohen is allowed to eat Chuma, cannot eat Chuma, that's Tame. So no one could eat it. So it depends when did this all happen. If this all happened on Friday before Shabbos, before, before Ben Hashemoshos, before that twilight period, then ain't no Erev. They're not going to have an Erev. Because when Ben Hashemoshos came, sundown came, you don't have your food. Either you don't have your food because you can't get it because you ha- you didn't set up the Erev before the 2000 Amas because it rolled out before Shabbos began, before nightfall, before sundown, or the mound fell on it and now you can't you can't access it, or it got burnt, or it became tummy that was truma. So therefore that's not gonna be an Erev. And if this all happened after nightfall, after the time period of Ben Hashemoshos, it happened when it was definitely Shabbos, then you do have a good Erev because all the all of these things happen after nightfall. So you, the Erev Tchumah was said already. Once it's said already, we don't care what happens afterwards. Then it would be a good Erev. But the question is in Suffolk. Let's say you're not sure. You're not sure when this happened. Did it happen before Shabbos or on Shabbos? You don't know when this happened. So that's going to be Machlokas. Rabbi Meir and Yehuda say, you are like a person who drives a donkey and a camel. Because when you when you ride a, when you lead a camel, you stand in front of it. You lead a donkey, you go behind the donkey. So this person, if you if you're if, right, a donkey is driven from behind. So if you're going to go ahead and lead both a camel and a donkey, you have to go between them. You have to go in front of the in front of the camel behind the donkey. This way you're able to lead both. That's just an expression for the situation over here. Because over here, when you make an area, let's say, let's make believe that we're talking about a situation where where your place of residence is in your house. Let's say there's no other homes in the area, just one house. You're sitting in your house. Your house is the is your place of residence. So you can, you can walk 2,000 amos north, 2,000 amos south. You can walk all around you. But if you want to go ahead, let's say, and walk further north, so you put an Erev less than 2,000 amos north, and now you can walk 2,000, now you can go 4,000 amos, 2,000 to the Erev that you would have been able to go before, and now you can go an additional 2,000 amos. However, by doing that, you lose out on the 2,000 amos behind you going south. You transfer that 2,000 amos behind you to the to north of the Erev. So according to every man of Yehuda, we're stringent over here. We say like this. We say we're not sure if the Erev took effect. Therefore, you have to be stringent on both ends. If the Erev did take effect, so then you lose out on the 2,000 amos behind you, but you would have been able to walk 4,000 amos north. But now that the Erev, <coughs> excuse me, now that the Erev might not have taken effect, 
So now you would be able to walk the 2,000 hours behind you, but you lose out on those 2,000 hours beyond the air because maybe the air did not take effect. So you have to be stringent that maybe it did take effect, maybe it did not take effect. That if you could only walk between your house and 2,000 hours north, you lose out on the additional 2,000 and the 2,000 behind you because you have to be stringent on both ends. Therefore, it's like Hamar Gomel. It's like you're a leading the camel and the, and the donkey. And therefore, here also, you're like in between. You only could go from your house to the Erev. Have Yosef and Mishim and Omrim? Have Yosef and Mishim disagree? Sveik Erev Kosher. Since it's a doubt, we assume it's valid. Why? Because we go by Chazaka. We go by the original status. We know when Shabbos began, before it began, at some point, when you set up your Erev Tuchumen, everything was set beautifully, and something did happen afterwards. Any of those things happened. Either it uh, rolled over, or it got, a mound fell in it, or got burnt, or if it was true, it became tummy. But you don't know when it happened. So you, you assume that it happened at the latest possible time, which means it would happen at Shabbos. Because you know that when you set it up, it was good. You don't know when it changed. So you assume it changed at the last possible moment. That's, a, that's, how, we've, that's how we work with Chazaka. Am Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi said, Avtumos heyed, Avtumos testified, Mishum Hamisha Zakanim. He testified in the name of five Zakanim, five elders, five great sages, Al Sveik Eruv, that on situations where you have an Eruv that is in doubt, we don't know what the status is, Shekosha, that's Kiddur Kosher, that Yosef is proving from Avatulumos that he testified from five different great people that in, in a situation where you're in doubt, you can be lenient.